Amy Kaufman is a domestic abuse survivor. She pushed back, got out, and saved her own life and maybe the life of people around her as well by getting out. We talked to her, a Montreal resident, who's headed today uh, to a vigil to honor the 14 women that lost their lives 33 years ago in what to date at that point in time was Canada's worst mass shooting. And I still might make the case it's our most disgusting and our most notorious. Amy Kaufman shares her thoughts on this December 6th, looking back on what we've learned since 1989 on Toronto Today on 640 Toronto. Text in from a listener. I was in first year university at Guelph. It was really, truly horrifying. This is at 416-870-6400, by the way. Our university classes stopped and there was a gathering. Sadness and scared were our emotions. We were young and had not heard or seen of this at a university in Canada before. And you're not wrong. I mentioned going to the vigil the next year for the first year anniversary. And again, you know, pre internet pre-social media nobody was nobody was politicizing it nobody was talking about what could there be a copycat incident but but the air was just very very heavy and I, i never have lost that feeling about that day as i said if i was 50 maybe i'd be more numb to what life is but when you're 18 19 idealistic um it changed and then yes we started wearing white ribbons someone reached out and asked about that the concept was and it actually started in london ontario i didn't know that where i went to school but the white ribbon campaign was symbolic for men's opposition to male violence against women this is a 1991 study but i want to tell you i want to wind the clocks back and tell you how troubling this is the study found men assaulted one in seven women one in seven women, so that's close to 20, that's 17%, but only one in 250 cases was reported. Seven women would come forward, 243 wouldn't. That's unbelievable. I know it's not, and I know it's not a perfect process now. It's not a perfect process system. The justice system, I can go, I got all day. I got all day to talk about how we don't take these sentences seriously enough or the process of convictions seriously enough. Um, but the campaign's impetus came from both those stats and the Montreal massacre uh, themselves. I want to speak to somebody in Montreal. Uh, she's a spousal abuse survivor and a coordinator at Women Aware. We had her on to tell her story in the spring, and I reached out, and and she trusted us to do it, and, uh, and we've become friends since then. And she's going to um, a vigil today on this 33rd anniversary of the Montreal massacre. She is Amy Kaufman. It is great to have you on. It always is. It's an important day always to have these conversations, but, but I know it probably feels very different, Amy, in Montreal today. How could it not? It does. Uh, thank you for having me on. Today's a really important day for Montrealers um, and for Canada as a whole. Uh, it's a, a heavy day and a day where we try really hard to remember the 14 lives lost and not the life that took them. Yeah. Um, and to try to work on gender-based violence because this was, for me at least, who was five years old when this happened, mm-hmm. and I do remember it, um, this was the first I ever heard of being targeted for being a woman. And certainly it impacted me over the course of my life, and I went to this vigil with my ex-husband who was abusive and stood there thinking, I can't believe I am in this position here, and here I am. Um, How many times did you do that? I've been to the vigil every year um, with him only once because luckily I got out of that relationship uh, quicker than some people are able to. Uh, But it's definitely a day in Montreal where things feel heavier, things feel a little slower. Um, Men look a little sad about being men and women look a little scared about being women. I have to say it's, it's something that I 
hasn't really gotten better. Certainly doing the work that I do, I see the impact of gender-based violence every day and women are still not safe. Um, my first memory, one of my first memories was of being in Florida 33 years ago on this day with my family and my mom watching television and mm-hmm. gasping and saying they're killing women. And um, it, it hasn't changed all that much, whether it's people who are targeted for their religion, people who are targeted for being gay or for being transgender or whatever it is, uh, patriarchal violence still visits us regularly in our society. There's lots to debate about, um, you know, from a sociopolitical perspective about all those topics and who is who and what is what. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, the wanton, you know, despicable violence that this day was you, like you, even you're 18, you're 19, you're forming thoughts as an adult like I was. And you're not conscious, like you really aren't conscious. Going, I wasn't conscious going all through high school, Amy, that a that a female would ever be afraid of me. And I, I was a lot more conscious of it at that point in time. Not to walk too closely behind somebody, not yeah. to you know, not to say you know uh, something that would sound like a joke but could be taken the wrong way. Like I think that day changed a lot of men and and how they how they not just want to be perceived but how they were at their core. I really do. I mean, I think so too. We talk about the fourteen women who died, but there were other casualties after the fact. There were male students in the class who went on to die by suicide mm-hmm. and family members of theirs who went on to die by suicide. And this burden is too much for most, for a lot of the male survivors um, to bear. And certainly most men are allies, but we do live in a very patriarchal society. Um, and we hope that that will change one day. Some things, some things are all about perspective. As you mentioned, you, you push forward, um, got out of your nightmare situation, and you try and help other women do the same. My recollection of, of even engineering or even being on a university campus, these were 14 female engineering students separated from their male students and, and specifically um, for, um, for reasons of, of hate and, and misogyny. And I think some females felt really emboldened to say, no one's going to take my choices away. No one's going to take the proposed career I want away, whether I'm a man or a woman. And there were some that obviously uh, just didn't feel comfortable. Like it, it, I think we really we, we went down two different forks in the road, sadly, after this incident. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And many women went on to have careers and to study STEM subjects uh, in honor of these women. This is certainly, these women have not been forgotten by Quebecers. Their families have worked extremely hard uh, to form a lobby uh, to try to get some gun control going on and have succeeded. They hold these memorials every year. There are events. These are photos of women who are familiar, I believe, to most Montrealers. I know their names. Most mm-hmm. people I know know their names. Uh, this we don't live in such a gun-bearing society that these things have become the norm, like in the States. So we do remember their names, and we try not to remember his. But as you okay. note, back then, we, you know, the coverage, and we got a couple of text messages and saying the same thing. The coverage in the United States was, this was their lead story. They were looking at us. They were looking at, at, yeah. at Montreal saying, what's going up, up in Canada? We're so, I hate saying this. We're so numb to violence now. We're so numb to schools and guns and shootings and violence um, that I don't know a way back. I, I, I work every day, and it, it's, if you think about it too much, you'll explode. Um, those of us who are raising teenage boys are, are, are thinking the same things about— Well, I, I, think that's the, I think that's the takeaway is that those of us raising boys and raising teenage boys 
uh, have to teach them better. We have to teach them to talk about their feelings. We mm. have to teach them that movements like the incel movement, which this person who perpetrated this was really incel 1.0, and this this isn't an acceptable way to be a part of society, and these people's names should be forgotten. They shouldn't be immortalized. They shouldn't have documentaries made about them. They should be studied by doctors and scientists and psychologists and psychiatrists, but we don't need to put them on the cover of our magazines. No, no. And, and I, th- I, th- I do think we've gotten better with that. I do think yeah. that's that's improved. I, it's difficult with the arts, right? It's difficult when mm-hmm. true crime matters to people and Netflix shows go through the roof when they document serial killers. I, I guess we yeah. all we all have that corner of our brain that's fascinated by it. But there's a difference between being interested and glorifying. It's a huge difference. There's a huge divide there. Yeah, I don't see Montrealers uh, ever tuning into a Netflix show about something like this. There have been mm. movies made that were beautifully done. One was done by Denis Alcant, and it was very moving and very disturbing to watch. But I, I certainly mm. don't think the perpetrator of this act gets any airtime today. How will you feel at the at the memorial later today? Um, I will feel very lucky to be alive given the situation that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a woman, and I, my heart will break for the families who have, who missed their daughters 33 years later. I, you know, I think of Maurice LeClaire, whose father worked for the Montreal police and who went into the building to find the body of his daughter wearing her new Christmas sweater. And there are just, there are so many, and there's so many stories. There's a wonderful Fifth Estate that everybody can watch on YouTube um, that was done mm-hmm. and, and that's been, um, modernized over the years where they have interviews with the families of these women and um, see just what we've met, what we're missing and what might've been if that tragic day didn't take place. Mm. Thanks for sharing. You not just give us reflections on what's the last 33 years have been like, but you give us a look forward as well. Um, Thanks so much for your depth and and your trust as well in coming on with us. Thanks so much, Greg. Amy Kaufman's uh, joining us uh, from Montreal. Uh, She'll go to the Memorial today. 33 years later and just a minute and a half here. But um, but yeah, Sheba, it's, it's, this is something I want teachers to talk about today. Um, I want to show my, I, I know I've done it before, but I hope it really resonates with with teenage boys. Like it, like remembering every year is really important. It is. I remember I was very young when this happened. I didn't fully grasp the concept. My teachers didn't speak to us about it. We were just too young, but I went home that day. My mom, uh, maybe not so age appropriately, explained to me what happened. I think she was in shock herself. Um, so it's, it is an important conversation that needs to be had and to be remembered. Gord, you were in school too, huh? Yeah, I was in grade 10 math class and the teacher we had, she came from, uh, from uh, Montreal and, oh. uh, I never really, uh, saw her cry ever. She was very fun loving and be- played with the students. Like, you know, you think this is a party or something and very looked at me very strange cause I was poor at math. And but I never saw her expression was something I'd never seen before, and uh, we just talked, and the whole school was just in a fog the whole day. Yeah, I I, th- I think it was like that because it it just felt like it was like that for weeks. Maybe we we overdo this, but it just felt like it was the only thing anybody talked about. Everything just moves so fast now. Yeah, and we jump from one story to another story to another story, and things hit you hard. But it just felt like this was it for yeah. months on end. Yeah. Um, was was us just learning to walk again uh, after this and, and pick ourselves back up. Uh, December 6, 1989, you have to remember and you can never forget.